0: Here we go And welcome to episode 396 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast I'm Sean And
1: I'm Ian And this is the only
0: podcast that says You know, it's easier to pull the trigger than to play guitar It's easier to destroy than to create
1: Okay Yeah
0: it's uh from Desperado
1: Desperado
0: yeah I've been in the mood for, well, I, I could I could trace it back to the Mandalorian mm-hmm. but I've been in the mood to go back and watch like the early movies of Robert Rodriguez.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Like, it's been forever since I've seen Desperado. I, I mean, I saw Mel- El Mariachi once, and, I mean, that was in the mid-90s. Yeah. Um, Something like I, I... There's something about, like... I like Robert Rodriguez movies a lot. Like, I've even watched, like, the kids' movies that he makes, because I think he's just that brilliant of a filmmaker. Okay. You know? And uh, like so, I've watched all the Spy Kids movies, and I watched Shark Boy and Lava Girl because I, I just think he's just that fucking good. But um, yeah. like like Desperado is such a good movie, and like it's kind of forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> you know like people you know people talk about like the stuff he does now, and like like Sin City's always kind of brought up because it's so fucking well done. It's the first one, um, but. Desperado is such a good movie. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, It's been a
1: long time since I've seen it, but it's
0: a good yeah. movie. I mean, it's like, just like, <laughs> violence. Like, just done extraordinarily well. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's beautiful to watch. I No doubt. I mean, it's just been yeah. a long
1: time since I've seen
0: it. Yeah, but like that, and I mean... I mean, I mean, recently within the I've, within the past two years, I've watched from dust till dawn. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, that's just. I mean, like, I mean, people laugh at me because like of my love of directors, mm. but like movies like Desperado and <sighs> From Dust Till Dawn, to me show why i have a love of of certain directors because you can see like the way they they film things isn't something that like anybody could do right you know like the way they they shoot a movie and the way it's edited and the way that it looks it has a certain feel so like like a robert rodriguez movie has a certain feel to it that you're just like What was he like? How did he think up that show? I mean, look at Predators, right? Right? I mean, it's a brilliant movie, it's extraordinarily well done, and it looks beautiful the way it's shot. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, even my dad was like, Yeah, I should have watched that one first because the latest one sucked. I'm like, Yeah, it did. I told him like, oh you know that one that you liked was directed by Robert Rodriguez. He's like, really? Guy <clears throat> yeah, who did El Mariachi. I'm like, yeah, him. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah. It all yeah. comes full circle. All right. So how are you, sir? Pretty good.
1: Yeah. I was a little tired today, I think, I guess. Yeah. I've been. I was up early though. I, I got up at. I want to say five this morning. I don't know why. I I went to bed early, so that yeah. Part of the reason, but
0: yeah, I'm good though. Yeah, I saw. I stopped by your house at like nine o'clock, and you're like, yeah, lucky you caught me. I was just going to bed. I'm like, it's fucking nine. <laughs> yeah. No, I, mean, I was you're
1: right i mean like i was almost there yeah like i in fact i think i just took my glasses off yeah when you came by and i was like almost there
0: yeah and then uh i mean and and i mean also i mean i had to wake you up to record this fucking podcast
1: i know (laughs) know? well it happens when you get up at five
0: (laughs) yeah i get that
1: if I get up at 4.30, I'm tired by 9.
0: Yeah. You know. No, I understand that. It's just it's funny because it's like like last night, like I thought, you know, 9 o'clock, it wasn't that bad. I was going to pick up Nancy from her sister's house. It was Christmas. I'm dropping off the gifts. And you're yeah. like, and you're like staggering out. Like, look, you caught me. I was, I, was, I was heading to bed. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, Christmas was.
1: Um, like Christmas Eve, I worked. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times I have that off, but this year I worked. Um, so, you know, I was up at four 30, worked all day, stayed up till like three o'clock, got woke up at, it was about nine o'clock on Christmas. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't take a nap at all on Christmas day. Usually I get a nap in, but this year I didn't get a nap in. Yeah i watched one more yeah <clears throat> and that was my usual nap time period right So we started the evening for, you know so but i didn't get a nap in it and all of a sudden it was like you know eight thirty, and i'm like Phew. yeah you know, asked, whooped you know so um so it's just catching up with me that's all. yeah yeah
0: it's just it was yeah. I,
1: I did watch Discovery today, though. Did you? Yeah. And I started the stand. And I think that is about it for the week. Yeah. I really didn't watch much at all. I gotta finish the stand. Like I, I started. Something wicked this way. Something wicked this way comes. We just bought that for Christmas oh yeah Lisa ordered it that's yeah, she, found, she found it we didn't we didn't have it yeah well
0: I mean it's it's hard to find it's hard to find on DVD even that's what she got it on DVD
1: yeah she was only like 15 bucks wasn't too bad
0: yeah so anyway they watch, they're watching that now <laughs> that's another one I wish they would put on Disney plus is it Disney it is a Disney movie yeah uh, huh. But, um, I watched, uh, I watched a documentary today. Uh, um, it's called nail in the coffin, the fall and rise of vampiro. Okay. Now, Van- vampiro is a professional wrestler from the, uh, the nineties and the two thousands. He was, uh-huh. uh, he's a Canadian but he made his hay in Mexico, you know, doing Lucha Libre. Okay. And um, the reason I, the only reason I watched this documentary, I, I remember Vampiro, he, he did a, 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 like a three or four year stint in WCW in uh-huh. the 90s. And I thought he was a cool guy, but... Yeah, you know, like I never heard of him before that, and I never really heard of him after that until like I started watching uh, uh, Lucha Underground. He was okay. like, one of the commentators on Lucha Underground. Uh-huh. But um, the only the only reason I watched this documentary is our good friend Jason Brigger uh-huh. from the History of Bad Ideas podcast. A few months ago, he apparently he he watched this documentary and he did a review on it. Mm -hmm. the director read the review and got Jason and another guy for, I can't remember what podcast he was from. I I do apologize for that, but got them an interview with him and Vampiro. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you go to history, the history of bad ideas, um, YouTube channel, and it's again, history of bad ideas. I'm encouraging you to watch this. Jason, they have a fantastic interview with that, with those two guys. It's uh-huh. a great interview, uh-huh. um, and listening to like Jason talk about the documentary piqued my interest. And um, it's on Amazon yeah. Prime, and it's like if you're a wrestling fan, particularly nineties two thousand era, you know it's definitely worth a watch because it's yeah. it's not about wrestling; it's but it's about this guy just trying to be a good dad. Yeah. Like, it was like a, it was like a heart-wrenching story. <laughs> Cuz like he doesn't know how like in Mexico he's huge. Like he he's he's like like the Steve Austin of Mexico. Okay. You know, he's like the Rock down there. Like that's how big he is in Mexico. Uh-huh. And um you know he, he he's and he's down there and he's like this this superhuman you know that people love and adore and then he goes back to Thunder Bay, Ontario to try to take care of his kid and struggle with his life. Like it, it was like it was it was very interesting and he talks about it a lot in, in the interview with with Jason and uh, it was um it was a very it, it was a very it was a one a well done documentary. And a uh, and Jason did a very good interview to follow that up with.
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yes. Yeah, so if anything, I'd recommend just watching the interview with our, our good friend Jason. But um. Yeah. But I do I, I didn't thoroughly enjoy uh, the documentary and and you know. And like it, the thing becomes like I I kind of wonder. Because you always, you, I always wonder, like with professional wrestlers, like how hard is it to to not be a professional wrestler? You're right. Because those guys, like the, the good ones, they're on the road 300 plus days a year. Yeah, yeah. You know, there there is no off season. there, there, there is no time, real time off you you know and you're you're grinding and you're injured and you just keep going you know yeah. and um but like like that entry for some of these guys yeah like it's especially like <laughs> right now like in this this covid situation that we're under like a lot of these guys are I bet there's there's a lot of problems people are having with the fact that like they're just they're not on the road, right? You know. Yeah,
1: no. It's, even it's if right, you're in the it.
0: WWE, even if you're in the WWE, you know, you're on the road 300 plus days a year doing the house shows. It's not just TV for most of those guys. You yeah. know yeah. they're they're going, uh, you know, to Poughkeepsie, Mississippi. And doing a house show. And then the next night they've got to be in, in, you know, Tuscaloosa, Alabama for another house show, you know. Right. So, you know, that's the type of lifestyle that those guys lead. And they're accustomed to it. So, like, being home five days a week has got to be, like, very difficult for them psychologically.
1: Yeah, I'm sure.
0: You know, and. Like you could see, like in the get bring it full circle. Like you could see some of that with Vampiro, and like uh-huh. his like he knows he has to be home. He knows he has to be there for his daughter. But there's a part of him. That's like, it's like there's almost like the four days a week that he goes to like L.A. and down to Mexico to produce shows is more enjoyable than being at home. Right. You know, it's like a, a weird dichotomy.
1: Yeah. It is weird.
0: Yeah. Sounds good, though. Yeah, it was a very good documentary. I, I mean, you know, I'm not recommending it to everybody, but if you are a fan of wrestling of that era... Um, right. Or if you're just a wrestling fan, period, I would recommend it. Uh, but particularly, like, if you're a fan of that era of wrestling, you get a, a very interesting look at, you know, somebody from that era and, and and where they're at in life now. Right. I also thought it was fun, funny he lives in Thunder Bay, you know, the home of the great Sidney Crosby. <laughs> Thunder, Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. Like, no matter what, he'd be the second most famous person in that town. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of neat, though. Yeah.
1: And they but, hate um, I'm just kidding. No, what'd you say? I said they hate Sydney up there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. <laughs> Get that jag off out of here. He's a bum. He, he's, he's a bum at Thunder Bay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Don Cherry says he's a bum. He's a bum. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. uh, let me just discuss the the, the, the big one. Uh, yeah. The release of Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. So what did you think?
1: Mm, I thought it was a little long in the tooth. Yeah. Two uh, and a half hours. It was too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't think it needed to be that long. Um. I did not like it as much as I liked the first one. Mm -hmm. I thought this was more. Kid friendly, so to speak. I I guess I understand her evolution. Mm -hmm. But at the same point. uh, I like the violence. (laughs) In the first one. It made the first one for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um. You know. Now she all of a sudden she's pulling kids out of the way. And I mean, not that she wouldn't, but what I'm saying right. is like purposely put those kids in the way, so you can see that she cares for the kids. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, yeah. It didn't have to be there. It was. It was rushed. It was pushed. Like a couple times. I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, she likes kids.
0: She's gonna get well, them out of the way. Patty, Patty Jenkins said she deliberately went out of her way in this movie that nobody dies. Why? What what's the point? The, the that that's the hope that Wonder Woman represents.
1: Okay, I, I get that, but at the same point, how many people died in that first movie? A lot. How many Germans, how many Germans died in that first movie? A lot. So, yeah. You're going from carnage like to her opening the can of whoop ass and can heat seriously, right? To you know, swinging around a mall,
0: knocking this villains' legs out. I, I I you know, but that's the evolution of the character. I guess.
1: I I mean I so, understand.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I, I get it. But, like, the mall scene bewildered me. I I just, I mean, I didn't expect her to kill those guys. You know what I mean? Seriously. But all she did was fly around the mall, knocking their legs out. Yeah. I mean, I just, I was like, is this going to end? She can't knock them out? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, knock them out so you don't got to keep going in this circle. So yeah, that kind of bothered me. And like I said, I I, I get it. I get the evolution and stuff. It's just
0: uh, I just wanted a little bit more. Yeah. I, I I thought I'm with you. I don't think it was as good as the first one. But I don't think it was that bad. I think I do think it was about a half hour too long. Yeah. Um and I like the storyline too.
1: I mean like it, there was definitely a story there. Yeah. And I like that. And and I and I get it. <clears throat> um I understood it and I I like Kristen Wiggs part. I got that. You know, I mean there was a lot there that
0: I liked. It was just I don't know. I wished they didn't have Maxwell Lord in it. Like I, I one I didn't care for. Like I hate to say this because he's like the darling of, of nerds right now. But I didn't care for Petra Pascal in this movie. Yeah, I didn't care for the way they portrayed Maxwell Lord. Um, and like that whole storyline, I just wasn't into. Like, yeah, I, I do wish it had just been Kristen Wiig yeah like you can use the stone as a focal point, but like the whole thing with Maxwell Lord being the stone and everything i I, I, I could do with that yeah. but like I, I I think the character of cheetah deserved a better treatment than it got.
1: yeah
0: um, I'm not as down on the mall scene as you are. i I was okay with it. Um, you know I, I like the desert chase scene. I like the White House fight. I liked the fight at the end with Wonder Woman and Cheetah. White House fight was good. Yeah, like there were the action scenes that were there were great. I liked how they brought back Steve. Yeah, like it wasn't really him, but it, but it was his spirit. Like there were a lot of like there were a lot there was a lot to like in this movie. Yeah, more to like than not like. Yeah, but like the Maxwell Lord thing, I just. I didn't care for.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No,
1: I mean, I get it. I And I, and I, I even like
0: that, you know, and Diana has to make a decision, you know. Yeah. It's a decision that she doesn't want to make. But, you know. Yeah, letting them go. Yeah. What would you think about her flying part? It didn't bother me. Like, no. yeah, I think I think it went on a little too long. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. It um, definitely. but it was like it was one of those things where like there's like it depends on what era of Wonder Woman you look at where she can fly or she can't fly. Yeah. Like I, I thought it was great that they found a way to incorporate the invisible jet. I thought that was done very tastefully actually. Yeah.
1: I was worried. I I kept looking at Lisa. I was like, God, please don't show us us a side shot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: But but, I liked it as far as how they did it. Yeah. In the scene, that scene didn't go on too long. It made sense to me. Um, Yeah. Like it was a scene between them. Um, Yeah. I liked that. I thought that was really wild. But the, but the fl- actual flying part just, I was like, okay, yeah uh, all right, just get to the part where you're, you know, whipping off the the, uh, the lightning. lightning. That's all I wanted to see, but now yeah. I had to see this whole, you know, I don't know.
0: Well, it was very was reminiscent. Like, it, it was like they, they try to do deaf. their own... It felt to me like they were trying to do their own version of the, that Man of Steel when he yeah. was learning to fly.
1: Yeah, kind of pushed.
0: Yeah. But yeah. I, I didn't mind it, but it, I felt it went, like, way too long, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But beyond that, like, I, and, you know, the cameo in the mid-credits scene. Yeah, that probably made the movie for me. That was nicely done. Huh? That was yeah. nicely done. Mid, you said mid movie? Mid credit. Oh, mid credit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. But
0: yeah, so, I mean, it I, was I, interesting I, how
1: it worked, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But I, yeah. so I, I like that. And I mean, I thought overall it was a good movie. It wasn't as great as the first Wonder Woman. Um, I I had no problem. Like, I I thought Gal Gadot was fantastic. Yeah. Steve. Um. Not Steve. Chris Pine has always delivered the goods. Yeah. I thought Kristen Wiig was very good. I just I didn't like, and I hate to say it, but I, I just I did not care. Like I did. I didn't like the the choice, the acting choices Pedro Pascal made. Um, I like I just, Kristen it, Wick. yeah, I like Kristen Wiig a lot. I thought, again, like, like if that had been the focus of the movie, I would have been much happier. Yeah, you know, but it wasn't.
1: And the, you know, creation of that '80s time period was very well done. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was, yeah. just, it was very well done. Um, so yeah, I did like that. And I, and I found that the Chris Pine thing was very playful, too. You know, like beyond the clothing line. Yeah. Like going to the museum and all those different kinds of stuff. I thought that was, I thought it was really well done. I, I didn't I didn't know how they were going to do it. I mean, I knew how they were going to do it, but I didn't know how they were going to, like, make it good. Yeah. Because we've seen it. We've seen that storyline. Yeah. Hundreds of times. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the way they did it with him was really good. Like, it made you laugh. I mean, it was... Because it kept going, and I, and I thought it was really good. And, it, it, and again, it was incorporated into them getting to know one another again. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, like... I mean, that was pretty cool. But I really liked the Kristen Wiig stuff. I thought that was well done, too. I mean, like, like I said, there's a lot... There is a lot about it that I did like. It just... It just didn't hit me as well as the first one did. Yeah. Bree liked it as well as the first one, I think. I don't know about on, but yeah. Um. But the first one was just man, it was brutal.
0: You know what I mean? Right. Well, <laughs> I, I, I just unfortunately like, there, there's nothing that's is gonna it's gonna be as iconic as. You know the um. The scene in No Man's Land. Uh you know, like when she rises out of that trench, you know, I mean that, that that's just iconic at this point. Like you're just like, you know, that's the shit. You know. Yeah. And then that that's whole the- Yeah, and then that whole thing that leads you know, after like, you know, after she goes and you know, she clears everything out and basically takes the town by herself. Right. You know, that's that's a, a an amazing moment, like a great scene. And yeah. uh Like, there's nothing in here that, like, made me feel that way, unfortunately. I feel that
1: if it wasn't for the villain in Wonder Woman 1, in in the first Wonder Woman... Yeah. It could have been the perfect movie. No, I'm serious. Like, it very well could have been the perfect movie, action movie to watch.
0: Perfect. Yeah, because I mean, the fight—the fight between her and Aries at the end is so bad. It was.
1: It it was. Yeah. And this wasn't that great either. No. But I mean, like, um, if it had been like a true—if that first movie would have had a like a something to really sink your teeth into, you know, at the end of it, mm-hmm. it could have been the best one of the best superhero movies ever made, if right. not the best right. It was that good. I mean in my opinion, it was a period piece had to do with um, romance but not that crazy. you know what I mean like it, they didn't get into it like that much. yeah um, <clears throat> An awakening for her. Um, it was an origin story. It was just, it was damn near almost the perfect movie. Yeah. Just aside from that ending. Yeah. Anyway. But like I said, I mean, it was, it was good. It was good to watch. Yeah. Example.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, if, you, if I was rated on a five star rating, I'd probably give it a solid three. Really? Yeah. yeah that's low. Oh, three out of three five. Star, three out of five. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, and I agree with that.
0: Yeah, no more, no less. You know. Yeah, like the first one, I'm gonna
1: give it a four and a half. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, you liked her costume?
0: I liked. I mean, I mean, cl- clearly, the costume is designed to do one thing and one thing only, and that's sell toys yeah you know i mean that's that's clearly that's the only thing that that thing was meant to do um i mean i, I dug the car co- like the, when she came out in the gold costume the, the gold armor i i was i was cool with it you know i dug the explanation of it yeah at least it had a good explanation instead of it just being like a oh by the way i'm just got access to this
1: yeah yeah
0: you know um you know, like so often, like in a Batman movie, like that. You know, all of a sudden there's a new bat suit for no reason. You know. Yeah. yeah. You know. Oh look, now it comes with nipples.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, I can't complain about a suit change. I mean, like, and if any of us know with Iron Man.
0: <laughs> yeah. How many again, suits? Right, but again, like you could like at least say like with with Tony Stark and the suits. There's a there's a reason for it, and like that was like, you know, my biggest concern was there's not going to be a reason for her to have a, this this gold armor, like you know, right? Or it's going to be a lame reason, and it wasn't really a that lame of a reason. It was like okay, it's that's kind of well done. I'll I'll accept that.
1: Yeah, I, I liked how I liked and I didn't like how Cheetah was taking it apart though. Yeah. I thought that it would be a little bit more durable. It looked kind of weak sauce when the shit started falling off, and I'm like, that sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I get she's the ultimate predator and everything. I understood yeah. that. It's just like, man, that shit's just like, he loves me, he loves me not with this fucking thing, yeah. and it's just like,
0: you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, she's slicing through it like it's butter. Yeah.
1: I'm like, yeah. holy shit.
0: Um, I didn't like it. At first, I
1: like it when it was first presented to me. But as the battle wore on, the wings seemed to be very, like, taxing or something, like clunky, almost. Yeah.
0: Well, like, I it didn't
1: make a whole lot of, hell of a lot of sense to me.
0: But I liked it as a defense mechanism. Like it made, like it made sense. Like you're right. Like I, I again, I, I think Cheetah was able to cut through it a little too easily. But yeah. I liked it, like the way it was deployed as a defense mechanism. I thought, well, wow, that's fucking brilliant, right? And it made sense again. Like I was like, wow, that that really makes a ton of sense. I I dig that, but right, like you're right. Like, like the way Cheetah was just able to like, kind of cut through it. I was like, hmm, huh. <laughs> right. I was like, hmm, uh. <laughs> right. I, I mean, also I also didn't mean, like to see Trevor of men, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I, I get, I get, it. like, you, you can say, you know, Cheetah was super powered, but still, like, it, it, it kind of, you know, started falling apart a little too easily, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it just looked like it looked real cheap when it started falling off, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, mm, well, wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. You know what I mean, like, it just didn't.
0: I, I also was mildly bothered, and I don't know if I missed an explanation of this. Mm. But the fact that Steve Trevor could fly a modern jet airplane. Yeah,
1: it's just something you'll never be able to understand.
0: Yeah. I know,
1: yeah.
0: Like, like, I get he can fly. Mm. But, you know, he, he was he was flying, by, you know, by wings, <laughs> you know.
1: Right. He went from a drop duster.
0: Yeah. He, he was out there. He, uh, uh, he had to I mean, manually start out. the propeller himself, you know. Yeah. To, you know, okay, I push the button and that starts the engine. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: that that was definitely a wormhole. Yeah, I'm like,
0: I'm, yeah. I like I, I guess, suspend so much disbelief, but isn't he from like 1912? <laughs> yeah, I thought they were gonna take off
1: something from the Smithsonian. But yeah, like <laughs> that's what I was expecting. No, really. Yeah, and that's what I was expecting.
0: I, I was going to, to take off the Spirit of St. Louis.
1: Yeah, get that down for me. Yeah. I can fly that. You know what I mean? But, like... Well, another thing, too, is, like, you know, when you're going up that high of a rate, and then you're going, like, the low-level stuff, I kind of got. But when you're going on to, like, 35,000 feet with no mask or oxygen, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no gear. There's no headgear with... Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they were pretty high. Yeah, so I was like, I, that's kind of where I went.
0: I let that slide because you know, uh, but like the, the whole the whole Steve Trevor like suddenly like I can fly a modern jet airplane. I was like, hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <right. laughs> like you couldn't figure out the fuck a trash can was at the museum, but you know. <laughs> well, it's kind of like
1: going... No, but I mean, like, it's... It would be similar to going from, like, a Model T to a 300ZX.
0: Yeah, like, Model T, T to a Ferrari like Testarossa. Yeah, correct,
1: correct. And then you're like, oh, I, you know, I can spin this around. I, I can drive this. Yeah. Eh, no problem. <laughs> it just it, it wasn't very believable. No. But... No. It fit the story, I guess.
0: It did. Yeah, yeah it,
1: but it, it was Jets somehow.
0: Yeah. Still, I was just a little, hmm. Right. No, I get it. Yeah. So I mean, there are holes in this. And there, and many <laughs> many times I can forgive a plot hole. Because that shit happens. You're just like, okay. Right, right. Whatever. That was one of those ones I was like, mm, that took me out for a second. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I was like. I just stopped the movie. I'm like, really, Steve Trevor? Really? You're not looking around the cockpit of this thing. Like, like if it was a Cessna, I would have gone like, okay, I, I can believe it. Like, yeah, you yeah. know. No, he, he's like, you know, behind a modern jet fighter. And he's like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm just going to hit a couple buttons and we're yeah. taking off. Meanwhile, I mean... You know, yeah. yeah, they can barely see their altitude light. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you know what I mean. Like back back then, he had like <laughs> three gauges. Huh? Yeah. Like back then, he had three gauges. Like, and one of them was not altitude. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, like right. oil pressure. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I know. I was gas. Yes.
0: Was probably one.
1: Altitude was definitely one of them. I mean, they had that, like that, almost like a compass-looking ball, didn't they? I don't know. I don't know anything about fighters of World no. War Two. Uh, World War One. Yeah, World War One. Yeah. Yes, but it wasn't a fucking. It definitely wasn't a. Uh, uh, um... Fighter jet. I can tell you that much. No, not even close. <laughs> you know. <sighs> so anyway, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but it satisfied the build-up for Christmas to yeah. watch it. I'll say that.
0: Like I don't think it was as like is like there there are some people that are shitting on the movie, and I don't think it was as bad as those people are saying. But I also don't think it was as good as like the early reviews said it was like, either. Nah. You know. Agreed. Yeah. So. What are you doing? I'm just looking. I, 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 you know, this week is is tough because, like, there's nothing going on. It's like, what do you talk about? So I I did see Paul W.S. Anderson, a director. Okay. Um, he, he's, he, he was, he's the guy behind the majority of the uh, the Resident Evil movies. Yeah. Um. But one of his masterpieces is Event Horizon. Yeah. yeah he directed that. And um. Shout Factory announced that they're going to be releasing a uh, You know a 4K. Blu-ray of Event Horizon. Okay. And they were talking about you know they were looking to get like additional footage. They were trying to they, they were trying to like, kind of do an ultimate edition of this movie, which you know it richly deserves as a as a cult favorite. Um but apparently Anderson says um bits and pieces of a lost cut of event horizon turn up like on different vhs de- tapes there will be bits of scenes that are slightly different from earlier cuts but i think the truth is when we delivered the first cut to paramount they were just horrified by the movie it was much darker and scarier than they ever thought it was going to be the executive actually said to me we're the studio that makes star trek as if somehow i was like b- besmirching star trek as well it was bad, wasn't was bad enough that I had made this horrible movie, so the movie ended up being trimmed a lot, and unfortunately, it was before DVD really popularized deleted scenes and things like that, so there was no incentive for studios to keep that material. So, like, they're asking Paul Anderson, like, will you will we ever see, like, a director's cut, like a Schneider-cut version of this movie? Because apparently, like, the original cut of this is, like, even more horrific than what they released in theaters, which scares the bejesus out of me <laughs> you know yeah. there aren't many in all honesty there are not many movies that make me uncomfortable
1: yeah
0: you know what i mean like the exorcist does even all these years later yeah. usually usually the movies that really make me uncomfortable have some sort of religious overtones involved with them yeah you know what i mean um and we discussed that before but th- yeah. that is, like, anything that has to do with religion, I usually get a little little queasy with. Um, but, and this this doesn't, but, it, I mean, clearly, I mean, it's the ship that went to hell. And it's trying right, to take right. people back, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So, but, I mean, it's, it makes me uncomfortable, not because the movie's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's. It's a very it's a very unsettling movie. It's shot beautifully. Like, it's one of the few movies, and I'm not like a huge Paul Anderson fan, but I can say like this was one movie he shot beautifully because it is unsettling to watch. Right, yeah, right. And um like I can't imagine a director's cut of this. Like the what the the, the first cut he delivered to Paramount and they're like what the fuck are you doing? Like I don't even want to see this. Like I do and I don't. <laughs> it's like how a much snuff unsettling film. can this be? Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just dropping off my snuff film. Yeah. Watch it so, and get back So, like so he he's saying like, you know, because of the time period it was made in, like, a lot of the stuff that was cut wasn't saved like it is now. Yeah. Um. Which is sad to a certain extent. So yeah. let me a- let me ask you this question. So like this is a movie that like people were kind of clamoring for like a director's cut version of that may not be delivered. What is a movie that you feel deserves that kind of treatment that like that there's clearly a better movie somewhere that I th- that the director could have his actual vision shown would be better than what was released in theaters. Oh god. That's a tough one. Yeah.
1: If the director had his way.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. That would have to take some thought. Considering I just woke up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't no, mean to get okay. thought on you no I mean like I would have to really think about it because I, I know I've said that in the past like god if they only had their way you know their way with it versus what they're being given you know what they're yeah. told they have to do yeah. then you have to think of directors that are damn that good you know what I mean yeah I don't know what were you
0: thinking what's on your mind um I, I've been trying to think about this because I'm I'm the one posing the question, and uh, yeah. like I I don't think it's so much as weird as this is to say I like it's so much what the director's cut would have would have been because I don't think they got were able to shoot what they wanted to shoot, but like I often wonder like if they had the the money to do it right, what the Masters of the Universe movie would have been. 'Cause I've seen like some stuff and they talk about like, well, this is what we wanted to do, and then this was the budget we were given and what we could do. Yeah. Like they like they talk about like they had storyboards and, and concept art for like a completely different movie, and then they were given like, Well, this is your actual budget. Here's what you can see what you can do with this bag of magic beans. <laughs> yeah, you can have great. <laughs> yeah. So it becomes a much and like the sad thing is like you know, that's got like a you know Frank Lagaza as Skeletor who's like amazing. Yeah, like he's ama- He's like this doing like Shakespearean actor shit as like this like cartoon villain. <laughs> yeah, <And> it's brilliant. <laughs> you know, but like so it's like this weird thing of like if you had given that guy the right script and the right you know, movie, would that, would Skeletor, would that Skeletor villain have become like one of like the all-time great villains because of the act, the actor who portrayed it gave it his all, like gave you everything and, and something brilliant, but you don't recognize because the rest of the movie is so fucking bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're right. Um,
1: you know, I,
0: uh, I
1: don't know. I'm thinking of more aligning of the lines of where movies could have been better just because they could have been better. Right.
0: No, I, I agree. So I
1: could... The director, you know, having his way with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I see your point. I, I think Masters of the Universe could be really good if they took the cartoon element out if that makes any sense not completely but you got to get rid of the corniness you yeah. know what i mean like um, you can't put ram man in it is what i'm saying right you know what i mean like right. it has to center around the four yeah <laughs> um. but um like Stratagos and um Man of Arms and yeah, the prince. You know what I mean? Like it needs to surround by that. Yeah, not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, and can you imagine a Skeletor type character looking like Red Skull did in Endgame? Yeah.
0: Or. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like for an '80s movie, like the makeup job they did on him was amazing. It was, but
1: I think they can do it even better now. Right, right. No, I agree. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, I definitely think that'd be a movie that could be reworked. Whether it would hold up or not, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's but like cartoons. A, yeah, they're horrible. And that's you know, even with the design of the cartoons, they weren't originally meant to be like that. I don't think. Right. You know what I mean? Like they were yeah. meant to be a little darker than what they were. Yeah. But sold toys.
0: Right. Yeah. Um but like as far as like movies that, that like what was left on the cutting room floor. Um Like I Iron Eagle. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Iron Eagle. Um like I I often wonder like Pacific Rim two. It's a bad movie. Like I wonder I I wonder if there was a better movie somewhere in there and it got trimmed out. Right. Cause there are things that kind of jump around in that movie. You're like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Like this shit that's just completely left out. Um, so I do like, I often wonder if like, there's a better movie somewhere that just got, you know, they, they just kept cutting it down and cutting it down until it was like, this is what you got. Yeah.
1: It was, that was bad.
0: Yeah. Um, We
1: talk about it all the time.
0: Yeah. Like, but the, it's like the thing is like it, it, the, the thing that becomes is like, um, I, I mean, you, you hear it now, like you know, the director's cut of Suicide Squad. Like, there's a lot of stuff apparently David Ayer's shot, particularly with the Joker. Yeah, got yeah. Cut out of that film. Right. And so now there's a bit of a movement to get. That restored to its original glory. Yeah. Um but beyond that, like it, it's tough because like you, don't... there aren't many times you hear directors kind of like say like, "The movie I wanted to make, or the mo- the movie that I shot, and the movie that, the way it got edited were two different things." Because editing can really fuck up a story. Yeah. You know. You start cutting shit for time. I know. I don't know. Like let me ask you this question. Like you, you, you have it, I bought it for you for Christmas one year. That restored version of Nightbreed with like the director's cut version with the like the additional stuff that they added in. Did that make the movie yeah. better or worse? Um, I mean, of course it was better.
1: Okay. Um, Overwhelmingly. No, you know what I mean? It it didn't change
0: my religion on the movie. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, I I, I mean, he's already one of your all time favorites. Right. So it's not going to change that aspect of it. But I just wonder, like, with a movie like that, because, like, I mean, the granddaddy of them all was Blade Runner. Yeah, you know there are like five different versions of Blade Runner. I, mean, <laughs> I still, I still prefer the the theatrical version. Yeah, in my in my opinion, that's still the superior version, and that's weird to say because like I'm in the minority. All right, but like I think the stuff that they restore to it and the way they that Ridley Scott has changed it doesn't it hasn't made the movie any better. It's changed like it's changed some of the questions. That the movie yeah. asks, like, is, is Deckard a replicant? You know, and the whole thing with him dreaming about a unicorn, and then Jed, Edward James almost leaving the origami unicorn, as if well to say, like, I know what you dream about, you know, because you're a replicant. You know, yeah. it, they're, 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 You know, it. I get that, but like, I just go back to the original version. And I just prefer it. I don't know why. Like, I like I like the voiceover stuff. Yeah. yeah. And. You know Harrison Ford and Billy really Skelletter, they hate it, but I like it for some reason. Like, I don't know why. yeah,' so, like to me, in that case, like the director's cut, the director's vision didn't enhance the movie for me at all. Well, that's similar to uh, when they redid Star Wars. Yeah,
1: I didn't think that like there was a couple things they added which were good, but you know what i mean for me I, the when it was redone we're just kind of like
0: yeah.
1: you know what i mean like
0: well like it's like the weird thing is like the you know those those versions did two things it put back in some stuff but it was also you know trying to clean up stuff that george didn't like yeah. from a special effects standpoint which uh, I, I, yeah. I, I i forgive the big him the thing was the job of Well, that big like, one was, the big one was the job of the Hutt scene at the Falcon. But I, I like that scene. Like There's, I think I, I honestly think that does make the make the movies a little bit better, because now I know who Jabba the Hut is. I understand yeah, Han's I, plight a little bit more.
1: I get it. I I just think it's just kind of like I don't know. It's just so weird.
0: It yeah. still looks weird when you it watch does. it. It does. Yeah. Especially see scene where Han steps on his tail—that's unnecessary. Yeah. But like overall, like I think this—I think that sto- that that scene adds to the character of Han Solo for the trilogy, right? Because now I understand what his real plight is, like why he's like willing to accept the job, no questions asked. Right, and then they had a couple breakaway shots that I liked, but anything they
1: had to do with like extras it just wasn't good via droid or jawa or i mean there was always something some some kind of chicanery going on in the background they just didn't the, need to go to about why can't you just go on the streets and be just be on the streets
0: the, the one that bothers the streets. one that bothers me the most yeah. is it's an empire strikes back and it's right after luke takes the dive you know, from Vader. And there's, uh-huh. like, these cutaways to, like, Vader, like, going back to his shuttle. Like, there's, like, a scene of him, like, sitting on the shuttle, just kind of arms folded, looking out the window. Yeah. He gets up to the de- to the Super Star Destroyer. Like, there's a scene of him, like, exiting the, 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 the shuttle. You know, there's a scene of him, like, you know, getting on the bridge. Like, it, it's, like, this exposition of, like, Well, while all this other shit is going on, we just want to show you what Vader was up to the entire time. And it's like, this was not fucking necessary at all. Vader takes his shit. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like he's, like, on the shuttle, he gets some peanuts. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Plugs in for a few minutes. Yeah. Charge up. (laughs) <laughs> He's looking on his smartphone, reading Facebook updates. Yeah, you know, like, what the fuck is this for? Like, I mean, it's like the I'm weirdest thing. Sick. <laughs> this isn't a fast charger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think one of those oddball things where I, I was I, like, out of all the stuff that they added in, like that was like the one thing I was like, I really didn't need this exposition. I kind of figured out how he got from one point A to point B. You know, yeah, I didn't. I didn't need you to show it to me. Right. You know. Yeah, I just didn't like the... You know,
1: you could have did the Ewoks eyes a little bit better.
0: Yeah, <laughs> all the shit you tried to could say. Have yeah. up anything. You <laughs> know there's all I mean? these dead eyed teddy bears.
1: Yeah. I can see his real skin. <laughs> like you couldn't have touched that up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know. Meh. Whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: How'd you like Discovery?
0: Um I I like the episode overall. Yeah. Um Like, if you're going to tell me this kid's responsible for the burn because he's somehow connected <laughs> to this, the lithium plant, I was like, hmm. Yes, and I said,
1: uh, it was like, I was like, this whole season is because yeah. of this kid? Yeah. That's like, that's like five steps backwards.
0: Yeah. For me. this kid. This kid and his, his, uh, his the mentor personality. Right. You know, I, oh, this is, this isn't good.
1: Yeah. I, things I did like this, um, I forget her name, but I like her. I like her as the, the force. You know what I mean? Like, the, trying to,
0: the, 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 the Emerald chain. Yes. Uh, I like
1: like this, this part of the story.
0: Yeah. So do I. Do you you know, do you know who she is? Nah, I probably do, but I don't. Oh no, you, you, no, you, you don't. She's Margot Kidder's niece. Oh really? Yeah.
1: Oh wow.
0: Yeah. I was shocked by that. I found that out. Um, yes. I mean,
1: like, I, I like that, this part of, like that part of it. I am real. I really love Booker's ship. I just like watching it fly. See, yeah, I hate Booker's ship. Oh, dude, that's so fucking badass. I love how it comes apart like that. Oh, yes. oh that's bad. I like that, dude. I think
0: that's one of the neatest things I've ever seen. It ranks right up here with me with the detached the nacelles. It makes no sense. Ah... Well, this is in the future, too. So I,
1: I way in the future. So I, I, understand I like the that. Ship. OK, I do. I, I like the ship. I like the way it flies, how fast it is. I, I dig it.
0: Like I dig how fast it is. There's a lot of things I like about it, but I just I hate that it's a fucking transformer. No, I like it. Um. Anyway,
1: um, I like seeing what's his name in regular form. Doug, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Yeah, that I thought was that, right. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um I don't know, but otherwise. I just I, I it was kind of a letdown with the whole kid thing. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I I was but I, do like, I was like like hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah,
1: I was like to find something new because I mean like this isn't going to cut it for me you know what I mean like yeah. next season you got to do better than that you just have to yeah that's just I don't know and I know I'm going to get ridiculed for this one but it, it's too Star Trekky for me you know what I mean like yeah like, save the whales moment for me.
0: Well, I mean, it just it becomes this thing of, yeah. like, okay, you're saying, like, the, you know, like 120 years ago, the burn happened. So, basically, it's because this kid is a four-year-old, had a temper tantrum. All the dilithium in the universe was destroyed, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just... It just doesn't hold water. Yeah, that's what bothers me. It's like, based upon the timeline, and like as a child, because this kid is somehow, his DNA is tied to the planet. They have like some sort right. of connection. That you know, this is what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't.
1: That's yeah. almost like we're getting into the realm of what would God need with the starship.
0: I, we're not. We're not getting there. <laughs> You know, we're, we're, well, I don't know because I, was, I
1: think he's so interconnected with the planet; he's his own being within the planet.
0: Right. I get what you're saying, but I, I don't think we're quite getting into, into that territory. Uh, but I, I, think, I, I think we're into some like uh, like next generation or 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 the original series areas where it's like, but you know, like the episode with Apollo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from the, the next, from the original series, you know. Yeah, you know, um, Clint, the Clint Howard episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I. It was funny with this episode. I cared nothing about what was going on on the planet, except seeing Doug Jones. Yeah, that's the only thing I cared about seeing his acting in without the makeup and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, But anything on that planet, I was like, eh, not into it. Even from a horror fan base where I was like, I thought that would come out of me a little bit. Like, oh, it's kind of horrific in a sense. There's Chase. There's Dark Entity. And no. 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 And then she sat down with it. And she was like, all of a sudden, she was the, the computer. And I'm like, that doesn't hold water either. Like, it
0: just didn't hold water on the planet for me. Yeah, I, I was much oh, more and, uh, what was happening with Discovery and Tilly and everything.
1: Yeah, I didn't really care what what anything what was going on on this planet surface. Yeah. I was like, at one point, I was like, just leave him there. And just, you know what I mean? Like, I actually said that. Like, yeah. just leave him there back to that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, three episodes from now, we can get back to that. Bring us back to the fucking, you know what I mean? To yeah. the Discovery. That's what I want to see.
0: Seriously, I just yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm right there. Like the second and they like, showed up, and I'm like, like, is that Castle Ravenloft over there? Come on. You know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it was just kind of like right. And it was just kind of like uh, aside from Doug Jones, uh, uh, this is going south.
0: Yeah. Big time. And I just, and I it just pains you to it. say that. It pains yeah, me to say because it hasn't so been good. Pretty.
1: Right, and there hasn't been too many episodes where I was like,
0: eh.
1: Yeah. I don't really, you know, yeah. and that was like one of the first times I was not really interested in anything that Burnham was involved with. Yeah. So, I think it definitely took a nosedive on the episode. Yeah. It just should have stayed with the Discovery. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, anyway. <laughs>
0: I can, I can hear Stork's arm just waving angrily. Come on, stuff. Get it. I don't know. Like, it, it reminded
1: me a lot of Lord of the Rings. Like, I, and, it, and this is how it reminded me of Lord of the Rings. There was a lot of walking. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no. But there was like the battle scenes and like the build-ups and the relationship stuff with like legolas and and gimli and aragon and all that stuff and all that stuff was good real good that was great yeah as soon as i went to sam and fredo yeah i'm gonna go take a piss and uh make a sandwich yeah and then uh walk around the block a couple times and (laughs) you know what i mean yeah like i just I just didn't, I got to a point where I just didn't care about those scenes anymore. Yeah. I didn't. That sounds horrible because the whole, the whole thing's based on him, you know? Yeah. But after seeing it so many times, and I guess maybe that's why, but, I, but I had that same kind of vibe. I was like, oh, they're back on the planet, uh, you know, time yeah. to wax, are, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Time to clean the street of its snow. I was just not, I just, I wasn't there. I, I just could not. I wasn't yeah. into it. I,
0: I, I mean, I, I
1: get you. was from the sight of it. Yeah. I knew what was going on. It, was, it wasn't It was like this <clears throat> gigantic mystery as soon as you figure it out, which they pretty much told you that they were in the program. You know what I mean? Like, it just right. It just didn't make sense. All right. Sorry I'm bitching about it. but. No. I, I haven't really been disappointed in Discovery until... Probably, uh, I mean, we saw some weak episodes, but I just thought this was weak. I mean, that, you know, it's weird. It's split week. I mean, part of it was just really weak. I, I just couldn't get into it.
0: I think even, like, with Discovery, like, the weak episodes that they have had. Yeah. They've still been very strong. Yeah. Like, you say, like, okay, this is kind of like a throwaway episode, or it was an right. episode, you know, that didn't. Really mean that much, but it was still a well done, well written, well acted piece of material. This it was weak sauce that was legit weak sauce. Yeah. By any standard, let alone Discovery standards, you know. Yeah. And it, it's, like it's, it is disappointing. It's disappointing, like you know, this kid's the the reason for the burn. You're like, hmm, you know, right. just.
1: Well, I mean that's, that's where I'm coming in with the whole... the God is, What does is not God need with the starship? I mean, like... Like, remember in that movie, all this stuff happened because they had to get to this planet. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all he wanted was a ride. Yeah. All he needed to do was call an Uber. Yeah. That's it. He just wanted to get off the motherfucker. Yeah. So this whole... Yeah. Destruction of civilization was over cab fare. Yeah. I mean literally Yeah. You know, you have different races starting wars, you know, all this stuff for cab fare. Yeah. Just you know. Call me but Uber.
0: the difference is though this kid doesn't know he needs a cab. Yeah, I had
1: trouble with that too. <laughs> I did. I I mean, how old is he? 130 years old or some shit like that? Some shit like that, yeah. Is that
0: right? Is that the timeline? Yeah, like 120 or something like that, yeah.
1: Yeah. And he's still talking like a six-year-old? Or is that just how their evolution is?
0: Well, I think it's more along the lines of... I mean, I
1: get the isolation. I get all that. Yeah. But he's had, like,
0: computers are raising him. But they had that. They, that their programs aren't evolving, so they're still treating him like a six-year-old. Yeah, I guess that's the problem. Yeah,
1: I got tired of him too. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him out of Castle Dracula. Let's yeah. get
0: back to the discussion. <laughs> Just hit hit the damn thing with a torpedo. We'll be done with it.
1: Yeah, let me slap that kid. Yeah, what the fuck. Uh... And his and his other personality. Slap yeah. that thing. Yeah.
0: I mean, that thing, a, fir- that, the, 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 that thing showed up in first. That thing showed up, and the first thing I thought of was Expecto Patronum. Oh, I know. That's like, what I, I was like, waiting for. I was just waiting for like somebody, like a stag to show up, uh, a stag of light to shoot away. I'm like, yeah, exactly.
1: It was bad. I, I know we're ripping this episode, but I mean, there are some really. Terrible parts, like him building the thing, the uh, the thing to keep it away. Yeah, I didn't keep him away. He was right there. Yeah, I don't like it. You know, I mean, I know that was thing his thing in his mind. I was like, now we're Blair Witching it all over the fucking. Yeah. All over the, you
0: know Castlevania. Yeah. You know what I mean, but, I mean My- it, it literally it looked like a Kelpian Mentor. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of was, you know, it's a kelpian dementor. What the hell? Yeah. What, what are is you hap- do? Suck my suck my happiness away. Yeah. And then
1: the kelpian that was like eight hundred years old with the story, and then yeah, Then God Saru started singing with him. and I'm like, oh, what is this? Yeah. Like, what is going on here? Saru would never let himself... I mean, like, I guess they were trying to evolve his story as well. But it was just kind of like... Eh, it just didn't... It, it Nothing... Everything was off. To me. Everything was off. Well, it becomes that thing. And then all of a sudden, it's like they rushed it. It was like, well... They, you know, we, we told the audience in the beginning of this episode, they only had, like, five hours. So if they get beyond five hours, they're going to die from radiation poisoning. Right? Yeah. So at the last minute, it was like their quick fix was, oh, let's send a kid down with some radiation pills. Yeah. And And I thought that was weak, too.
0: Why didn't they just beam some down? I mean, or something. Well, is, I think I mean, I mean that, the, that's the problem is like they they couldn't because of the the uh, nebula.
1: Right. They beam out.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Still, it was like the a, whole one. the whole thing was you know they had five hours. Discovery's going to be back in four to right. beam them out. Right. The discovery going to jump into the planet and was going to be able to pull them I out. Know, but their last fix
1: was like, okay, so they're going to be more than five hours. How can we get out of this? Oh, we're just yeah. going to beam the kid down.
0: Yeah, we the Herbal- within the kid and book ship?
1: Yeah, and we're not just sending her. It'll be like seven of uh, seven other of them inside of her. They're all going down. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I just felt I got lost.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Like I, I mean, the sad part is like this great storyline between Tilly and the the woman from the the uh, the Emerald Chain was so good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And like what's happening with Discovery, and like you know, the fact that that ship could latch onto Discovery, and Discovery could jump it, and what they were doing with 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 Stannis down in the uh, in the you know the Black Alert pod and everything, I'm like, holy shit, this is, this shit's good. Yeah, this, this good part Discovery. of the story is
1: really good. Yeah. Whatever <sighs> this other fluff,
0: I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know uh, another more. fluffer over here, but this shit over here—that's the real shit. That's that. Get me back to that. that. Right. And
1: that's what I wanted to say.
0: Yeah. And that's what I was getting
1: at the end of those episodes, you know, at the season. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. I still think the Federation's behind all this because they're the ones that want the discovery. They just don't want it to. That's my that's my thoughts anyway. And I think the. I think the rabbit in the hat is gonna be the actual Federation. Is on the same lines
0: with her. Do, you think, do you think Cronenberg saves the day?
1: No, I think Cronenberg's gonna be the mastermind behind it all. <laughs> no, I do. I do. I think he's I think he's the leader that you don't see. Yeah. I think there's the the
0: Admiral and then there's Cronenberg.
1: Yeah. I think he's the puppet master of both.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? To get his way. Yeah, I do. I mean, that's what I feel. Um, would it be cool if Cronenberg saved the day? Yeah, it'd be cool. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I almost expect him to go. I uh, have Burnham on the ship and go, here, let me show you my true face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right there on the bridge in front of everybody. He just goes full reveal. He, he puts puts on the fucking mask. Yeah. Like in Ah,
1: Nightbre- uh, You know, with the side zipper and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but I do. I think he's the mastermind behind it all. Yeah. As as soon as I saw him, I was like, there's no way he's going to get a bit role. There's no way. David, I mean, like, I get someone would do it just for, hey, I'll do it. You know, I'll do, you know, I think it'd be neat. I always wanted to be on a Star Trek. Yeah. But
0: there's no way. (laughs) I just, there's just no way. I mean, like. Like, I thought the same thing. Like, the first episode Cronenberg shows up in, I'm thinking to myself, well, he's got a nice meaty role in this episode, but I'm not buying this is the only episode he's ever in.
1: No, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, I I do. I think he's the mastermind behind the whole thing.
0: I do. Now, are you saying that because, like, you're basing it off of, like, okay, this is what little I know about the character... And in my mind, I think this is what it is, or is it just he's David fucking Cronenberg? This is what's going to happen.
1: I think it's a little of both. <laughs> I, I think that no, I do, I do. I, I fucking I feel like, I was like, what a strange fucking person to bring on to this show. Yeah. Like out of all people, right? Why would
0: Cronenberg be on there? Right. Seriously. Like it's like having you know? Goldberg on on a Star Trek episode. Like what, yeah, what's, it's just yeah. It just doesn't make
1: sense. And so bringing him on, like, it's fucking Cronenberg. I mean, he has to be the mastermind behind this situation, what's going on. And I swear to God, he's the puppet master at this yeah. point. I think things are playing out. He, he's, he's doing a little Emperor Palpatine action on everything. Yeah. No, seriously, I, I, I think that's. I get your point. I think that's what's going on, and yeah. and <clears throat> and uh, I think we'll soon find out. Because I think it's. I, I'm telling you, I think. I mean, literally, Cronenberg's the palpatine of this Star Trek discovery. Yeah. Right now.
0: I do. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, think, I I myself. I hope you're wrong. I, I hope <laughs> it's it's like Cronenberg, like. Leading section thirty one because the, the the admiral is crooked and he's working with the, the the chain and you know like all like it's like Cronenberg a
1: rescue, huh?
0: You want Cronenberg to be on like the good side, well, like I, want the... Cr- I want Cronenberg to be on his own side. Like section section thirty one is always on its own side. Like, even as a part of Starfleet and the Federation, it's, like, it's always on its own side. Right, and like, right. And, like, I think I want Colonel Martin to be, like, yeah, we decided that um, we didn't like this. And so we're overthrowing the Admiral, you know. Right, right, right. Congratulations, right. Admiral Saru. <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
1: Or Burnham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. And like, another thing that makes a point now is, you know, she is kind of on that level right now. Michael. Yeah. I mean, do you understand what I mean? She's lived there for you. She's kind of on that level. Yeah. Of those black ops. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's kind of where her and Book should be anyway. Yeah. You know, they they
0: kind
1: of... Yeah. They give her her the a black back. Right. They they don't really fit that mold of Starfleet right now. Right. You know? He's becoming more Star. She's fading away from it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, so maybe you're right. It would be an interesting twist. I mean, I would like to see that. I don't think
0: yeah. that's going to happen. Like, I'm not saying Cronenberg's the hero of the story. I'm just saying he, he, it's him and his organization have made a decision.
1: Well, it's going to be an anti hero role of what you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I would respect that. I I like that. I just don't think that's going to. I don't know. Something in me is, you know, telling me, my gut's telling me, which is usually 90% wrong, but my gut's telling me that, uh, yeah. Cronenberg uh, is behind the whole fucking thing Nice And he's just He's just doing what he has to do to get what he wants
0: Now and originally like, in, all, in all honesty and Originally I thought Cronenberg was behind the burn Yeah Like not, not, not directly But like It was a section 31 thing Yeah And you know it was his job to keep the details co- Covered up yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I honestly thought. That's where I thought his storyline was going to go. Like, at the end yeah. of it all, it's going to be like, you fucking knew. You knew all along. You know? Right. And he's going to be like, he's going to be like, yeah. Yeah. Be like, like, I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Cronenberg's the kid.
0: No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you my real face. That's that's what I'm saying. That's
1: yeah. He's yeah. just a computer program. All
0: right. Let's go ahead and dip our toes in your old mailbag. All right. All right, so let's uh, uh, go going dip our mail bag. Cool. Me mailbag. Cool. <laughs> mailbag. And as always, we start with a good friend, super fan, Thad. Okay. Thad writes to, one of my two favorite hosts who, have, who like to wrap each other's pee-pees and bows. Nah, no. I don't know how to tie a bow. So, <laughs> not me. Happy Halloween, Sean and Ian. I had the wrong, ho- ho- wrong holiday, Thad. Yeah. Thad asked if we can sing some uh, some carols, but I will tell you now, that answer is no. Uh, no. I got an amazing new set of strap on for platypus this Christmas. Wow. Uh, mm. Somebody's having fun. I liked Wonder Woman 1984. It was a good movie. I'm not asking that question. <laughs> there was some serious makeup on Linda Carter in that movie. Now, well, hey, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's in her 70s, my friend, but she's still fine as hell.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean like, not that it's on the same level, but, I mean... Carrie Fisher had dentures in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, the difference is Carrie Fisher lost her, her teeth through the crack, you know. Smoked them out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Linda Carter still looks fine. That's due to do the clean living, my friend. She did look fine in <laughs> her age. She does. I mean, serious. She honestly does. Like, Like, Helen Miriam fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no turkey neck, there's no, there's no nothing. The cards are looking good. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. So that's it for Fad. Next up is a good friend, the Otter, hey. better known as Superfan Tim. Tim writes, "Hey Pittsburgh Nodes, hey, I hope everyone had a great Christmas." And a happy new year, but temper your expectations until twenty. Temper your expectations until 2020. Sean kept saying 2016 is struck again. Ain't no guarantee 2021 is going to be any less of a dumpster fire. Yeah. Well, just remember it's. I did trust a new no year that says 2021. Right. <laughs> like like the victory of 2020 yeah um no <laughs> not good <laughs> but no like i i absolutely 100% agree with you like i 2021 does at this point does not look to be any better than 2020 no no i didn't get vaccinated huh i didn't get vaccinated <laughs> huh? Yeah, you did. I I did. Yeah, they bumped you up on the list there. Yeah, I kind of moved up. Did you?
1: Well, I mean, it was yeah, it was my like I said before, my date was January second to get get it. Yeah. Um, but the problem with the Pfizer shot, not it, it's sort of a problem is you know you open so many vials and once that shit thaws, you got to use it. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah once you take it out of cold deep freeze would, yeah yeah you've got to use it right and so um you know if they have more than anticipated then you know you get who you can right as far as first lines you know first you know right they kind of spaced i i i think the the mentality was just spacing everybody out you know what i mean mm-hmm. um because, I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, without saying anything where I work or anything like that, but there's a lot of people to vaccinate. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you got to space that shit out to where you don't have a conglomerate of people in one spot. So that's, that's kind of hard to do. Right. Um, But if there's, you know, if there's a lot on the thaw and it's late in the day, you know, yeah. you're going to get, you're going to move up appointments. Right. And so... Yeah, they just said, come on down, you know. I was like, I'm there, so. It was a little weird. Yeah. Not to go way into it, but, I mean, you know, you had to sit around for 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Making sure you didn't turn into a zombie, pretty much, you know. Right. Um, so there was that part of it. It was very, uh, something you would read in a book. Does that make sense? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah. 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 It was... Definitely different.
0: Very much the Andromeda strain.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. very weird. <laughs> I'm like looking at people, you
0: know. Yeah. And yeah. they're observing you.
1: Yeah. I felt like as I, I was sitting in my chair, I felt like sort of that, that uh part in the thing. Yeah. We're all, yeah. We're all tied in chairs. Yeah. And I'm like looking around. That's what just kept coming across my mind. I'm just just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> so but, yeah, I, all I got was a sore arm, so. That's good. And that was a sore arm, let me tell you. I'll bet. It rivaled tetanus. Yeah. yeah it was worse than I get with the flu. Usually the flu gives me a light little burn in that arm for a day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had the COVID arm for, yeah for uh, about a day and a half. Wow. I felt like I had a bowling ball. Real tight. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely different, so. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, sorry. Something to look forward
0: to. Yeah. Um Tim continues. I've been stalking Rockaway pizza from Instagram since it reopened. Glad it lived sure. up to the hype. The pizza looks unreal. Well, it is, my friend. It is. Mm, Delish. Just been waiting for the right time and me being in the right or wrong neighborhood. To give it a try I kid, nice. I kid Well when you're in the neighborhood Give it time But give it a try It's well worth the price of admission Yeah So what's Otter been up to you ask Well I do ask Yes I'm, I'm intrigued What? You didn't ask? Oh I did Well screw you You're going to find out anyways Okay then You're curious right? Yeah yeah, I got the pup Her own pup oh. did, you, did you get another otter That'd be awesome No not a dog A, a Cambodian adoption Oh Okay it's a dog uh. <laughs> I think I kind of hate him So I haven't referred to him by his name Breed or proper species yet it wasn't a Christmas thing. I grew up with dogs. And I always believed kids should grow up with pets. It yeah. teaches them disappointment. Well, having me as a parent probably teaches disappointment. Either way, <laughs> the kid kept talking to the robot vacuum I got from Walmart like it was a pet, so I figured the investment in animal now may save me a pant load of therapy costs down the road. Oh, no. <laughs> you as a parent are going to be those, those those therapy costs. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, the mix they advertised was a 50 to 70 pound kind of dog. Hold on, let me go back. Beavers, let me go back here. So the beavers alerted to the cat, so the dog it was. I went to an adoption joint to look at a mixed breed. The mix they advertised was a 50 to 70 pound kind of dog. Well, when we got there, It was clearly a fucking wiener dog. Nice. Yes, your story's hero. The unflappable otter is now at his wit's end with a fucking wiener dog. You go to hell, dog adoption, who rescued who, shelter places. Fuck (laughs) you. Now I spend every waking minute trying to make sure a wiener dog puppy isn't pissing all over my shit. For a small package... They pack a large amount of urine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I am getting older. I need to spend time worrying about when and where the pee out of my own wiener is coming from. (laughs) (laughs) I've always wanted a wiener dog. They're mean, man. Some have heard. I'm
1: not going to say all of them, but... I mean, if it's a true dachshund... I mean, they get like weird, you know, like Chihuahua weird.
0: Yeah. Cause like um, Chihuahuas are very territorial.
1: Right. And they're also very small. Yeah. And dogs are on the smaller side too. And so they have like a, you know, little syndrome going on. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, Dachshunds were bred to hunt badgers.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm just, you know, that's yeah. just what they're bred for. Right. Um. So, imagine a dog that gets into a fight with a badger. Yeah. No matter how many times it's been bred out of them or whatever, that instinct is still there. Oh, yeah. You know? And, like, the thing with dachshunds, and I've seen it, because my dad had a dachshund mix. It was part beagle and part dachshund. Yeah. And the thing was little, you know, little little legs and everything. And uh, a dog approached... On the property one time, like a lab. Yeah. You know, and all the he, he had these English setters, and they were like kind of barking, but it wouldn't like go up to anything. Like they were kind of like staying back, just barking, showing aggression, yeah. but not. Little fucking wiener dog, man. It was like <laughs> fucking charging. I don't know. A warrior. It charged and, a light like brigade to the end of the property, yeah. right? And in, in the lab, we were, we were, like, screaming at Dina to come back because, I mean, we thought, this is the end of this dog. He's, like, yeah. 12 years old. He's got arthritis. And he fucking waddles out there yeah. like a like a champion. And we're, like, oh, he's going to be I don't think I ever told you this story. I mean, he's going to be I like, Yeah, I started crying because I was young. and when yeah. what's going on? Because I thought Dina's dead. I mean, like, this yeah. is a pack. Wild dogs. There's like three dogs and one's this gigantic lab. Yeah. Uh, And we're in the middle of nowhere, you know. And Dino hobbles on out there and like went full on Superman mode and like tore the living shit out of the underside of this lab. He got between his legs like straight on and just bit him from chest to tail. Yeah. All the way back and just absolutely brutalized him. And that fucking eighty pound lab or whatever it was yeah. limped off with his with his croonies yeah. back into the woods. Yeah. And Dino came back blood on his face and everything else and not a mark. No, seriously. Yeah. It was the most wicked thing I've ever seen in my life, I've ever witnessed from a dog. Um, um but that's the badger hunter in him. I mean, like yeah. he just fucking to town. So it's a good story, anyway.
0: Yeah, like I, 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 I've never, i never I don't want a chihuahua. Like Nancy's mother had a chihuahua, and, I mean that that dog loved me, but like not good around other people. They're just not. They're not. Um, but I've like if I always said if like, I had a dog, I'd want it to be a smaller dog. Like I don't, I mean, and I I love rogue, you know Ro- rogue a great dog, but like bigger dogs just annoy me. Really? Yeah, like, I, I don't know if it's just, like, I've been, like, I go to my parents' house, and, 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 you know, they've got Vader, and now they've got Frenchie, and they're two big dogs, and they're just, like, they just take up space, you know? Yeah. And, you know, when I go over, you know, or, or Nancy's sister, when we watch that dog, I mean, that, that's a, a lab, a big, big lab, and, you know, he, he's just a a moose, you know, yeah. like he gets under the table, the table fucking moves, you know, it's like, it's like shit like, yeah, just the noise. I'm like, I like you, like a Jack Russell Terrier or, or a wiener dog, you know?
1: Yeah. You could say that, you know, it's funny. I mean, I, I've thought about that too. It's like, if we get another dog, should we, should we get a smaller dog? And then Lisa and I always lean towards St. Bernard. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause we always wanted a St. Bernard, but, um, um, I've always wanted actually an English sheep dog. And yeah. That's always been my. But I, I you know, I, I always tend to go on the side for bigger dogs. But I can tell you one thing I, Remy
0: was not that. No. He was such the opposite of those dogs. Right. He. You're right. He. I mean, he, like, he didn't take up space. He wasn't like a brute. You know, he. Uh, Remy was one of the most gentle dogs I've ever. And I mean, I think about like Hooch. Hooch was like this immensely gentle soul but he you know he was a big dog too and um right. before the current dog Nancy's sister as she had one Thor he was an amazing dog like so like there are bigger dogs like even like we watched that dog for friends of Nancy when we first moved in here um and that was a husky that dog was yeah. beautiful like if I could have a dog that's the dog I would want uh-huh. like like she was amazing you know uh-huh. Just, you know, but it, but and she wasn't too big though either. Mm. Like, like like a husky, like, like, you know. If if I were to go slightly bigger, like a husky would probably be the way I'd want to go because they're, they're not they're not brutes. Right. You know. I want a brute. Yeah. <laughs> so many people do like they they, they love. I, I mean, I, a lot of people love the bigger dogs, but man, for me, like, well, I don't want
1: like. I, I think as big as Remy was is how big I like to go.
0: Yeah.
1: Because remember, Remy in his prime was a big dog. Yeah. And he, he was close to seventy.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and he had—I mean—that tail could could you know inflict some but yeah, but like I mean, Remy was such a gentle soul that like he didn't, even though he was a brute, he didn't take up like space, like he like he knew. Knew How to his themselves. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah, so. I'm Get sorry you're, magic. um. I'm sorry to hear you're having such problems with your, your wiener. <laughs> Tim continues. I watched The Mandalorian. I really like the Luke thing. But I am high time and ready for a Star Wars story that isn't connected to the Skywalker saga. Let's get nuts with the old Republic. The really old Republic. Like, from when the old... From the old turn-based video game. Um, okay. Yeah. I... I I certainly wouldn't be against that. And I, I don't... Like... Let's face facts, Otter. Like, I, I don't think... The Mandalorian is, like, connected, connected to the Skywalker saga. I, I think it was... Like you no, know, he's just one of the last Jedi's left. Yeah, he's the only guy I mean, out you know, there. Yeah. Huh? Right now, yeah. he's the only guy out there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. I think there are co- maybe a couple of them would have shown up, but you know, there's none left.
0: Yeah. So uh, I mean, you know. like... I mean, this is forget, this is only five years after Return to Jedi. This isn't like he's got the school built and everything. You know. Yeah. This is like yeah. Groku may have been the first student. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, you know, so you're at a point where, like, you know, yeah, I'm not surprised it was Skywalker that answered the call. Right. You know, because he's kind of the only guy out there. I mean, somewhere out there is Ezra Bridger, but I think that's what's going to be the Ahsoka show's focus is yeah. finding him. Um, But other than that, like, no, I, I, I don't know who else you were expecting to answer that call, but, you know. Unfortunately, Obi Wan Kenobi's not walking through that door. No, no. <laughs> you know, no, he's not. Yeah, Qui Gon Jinn isn't answering the call. He's his, his, his is going straight to voicemail. What a waste
1: of a character. Uh, anyway,
0: go But I do, but I do understand this point. Like I, I do, like it would be great to see something take place in another time period. Of, of Star Wars sure I get his point um, but, but at the same time
1: also In the same in the same, in, in the same respect we haven't really had anything from the Skywalker period from
0: Jedi till yeah there's 30 years of history to be filled in right You so know. yeah anyway yeah <laughs> so uh, he continues. Well, I went to see Wonder Woman. It was good. I love Gail Godot as Wonder Woman. And Hmm. fuck it. I'm not scared of Dat Rona. So yeah, I went to the theater. The movie was great, but the facilities suck. These guys have had way too much time off. The cherry Coke and the extra butter popcorn we always get was bland as hell. I couldn't taste anything. Huh. Now that I think of it, this Christmas yeah. cookie doesn't taste like much either. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Nothing bourbon can't fix. <laughs> you can't well, taste that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you did go to a movie theater, I, don't, I didn't even know movie theaters were open right now. I thought they were shut the fuck down. So did I. Yeah. I don't so know. It, if you did, good for you. Um, <laughs> but I... I honestly thought they were shut down because of uh, the governor's mandate. I don't know. Yeah. I don't question. No, yeah. But glad you enjoyed the movie and hope that taste returns within the next 14 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Anything you like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man, I'm good. All right. Well, um, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. You can send us an email like, like Thad and Tim did here. And the email address is pittsburghnerdyahoo.com. at uh, yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're really, really easy to find. And also, you can remember we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. I, I blanked that for a second there. Uh, you can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weebie Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Um, just give them a Google search and you can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough for, uh, for taking the time to enjoy our hijinks and/or shenanigans. Sweet. So, on that note, The dreamer has awakened. Peace.